Welcome to the Danny Cola Podcast, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Action Coffee, picked from the mountains of Antigua, Guatemala. This coffee is actually really good. Um, they have amplified coffee that's MCT infused Antigua coffee grounds. They have your medium roast, your dark roast. It's really good coffee. Take action today with drinking action coffee what better way to take action and make that first step towards your goal of the day without action coffee go to www.drinkaction.com right now use promo code danny for 12 percent off your first order of action cup of coffee this episode is also brought to you by barbell apparel listen do you have juicy thighs is it hard to fit yourself into jeans yeah uh, I know I know that feeling. So you need to go get some barbell jeans and uh, try out some of their clothes for you jacked guys and gals out there uh, that have trouble fitting into normal clothes. You want something that's a little bit more form-fitting to your tapered frame? Try Barbell Apparel. Go to www.barbellapparel.com right now and use promo code DANNY for 10% off your order. Give it a shot. And this episode is also brought to you by Glow CBD. Uh, you want to take a load off? You want to relax? You want to physically feel uh, just good without any negative side effects? Try CBD chewable tablets from Glow CBD. Check out their Instagram right now at Glow CBD. And go to glowcbd.com right now to get your first order and shipment of CBD chewable tablets. On this episode of the Danny Cola Podcast, I have Mike Larkin of the S&M Show, the Steve and Mike Show. He is the king of pop culture, I swear to God, ladies and gentlemen. I haven't talked to anybody that has the knowledge that they do when it comes to 90s, 2000s, and current pop culture. This kid's a book. It was a great conversation. Uh, I reached out to him because he and I both did a podcast with Alex Solowitz of Together. And I listened to his show because I wanted to listen to how Alex does interviews. Just wanted to kind of prepare myself. So I got in touch with him. It's a funny way how life works. We had a good conversation. We talked a little bit about pop culture of the 90s and the 2000s. Talked boy bands. We talked work ethic. We talked podcasting. It was a fun conversation. So check the show notes. Uh, for the Steve and Mike show, so you can take a listen to the Pop Culture Podcast. Uh, without further ado, here's my guest today, Mike Larkin. All right, boss, what's going on? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Good, man. Long day. Uh, I work a lot of hours, early morning to the late night, and, uh, you know, just, just doing my thing, man. Ah. Uh. Same here on my end, man. Just just chilling, you know, working as usual. Oh, to be honest with you, I actually, since I moved, I'm actually in the process of looking for another job, but I worked in marketing, market research for eight years. So, I mean, it's been a long eight years. Market research? What's that? It's like, you know how telemarketing is like, you know, like they try to sell you something. We're kind of like the opposite of what telemarketing is. Market research is like doing surveys over the telephone. Oh, God. So that's what you've been doing the last eight years? It's actually not bad just because, you know, I guess because my voice, like like you were saying, like I have the voice for radio. I just have a nice voice and I, I got a lot. But, you know, people can be people. So it is what it is. I know a lot of people don't. Yeah, agree with voice too. I, want to, I want to talk to you all day now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
so what made you want to start a pop culture podcast? So I, I listened to the, the podcast you did with Alex Solowitz of Together, and like you were just firing off all this information about boy bands and all this other information that was going on in the 90s. And I was like, oh, dude, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. Like when I first like got into podcasting, it was 2015. My best friend, Stephen Nicolfor, hence where the Stephen Mike show comes in the whole network. I got into the pop culture history podcast in like 2016. I remember sitting, it was actually in July. I'm like, this is like, um, and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, today is the day, like the 15 year anniversary of when pop and NSYNC celebrity came out. I'm like, you know what? Let, Let me do a show and talk about it. So I just did that for like 10 minutes talking about my memories of the album. I'm like, Hmm, I can make a thing out of this. And like 120 plus episodes later, guests like Alex Solowitz, Noah Bastian, uh, people who I've interviewed that are in the wrestling business have been on the show. So, I mean, it's just, it's fun, man. Cool. Um, so were you a big NSYNC fan growing up? I'll be honest with you. I was a big Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, 90 Degrees. I liked all of them, man. I really appreciated what those guys did because when you think of like the mid to late 90s with boy bands, I mean, the 97 to 99, I mean, you think of Backstreet Boys, you think of NSYNC, you think of 90 Degrees. Dude, I was a fan of all that. I still remember watching the 99 VMAs with NSYNC and Britney Spears doing their thing, the Tearing Up My Heart, Baby One More Time performance. Backstreet Boys do, and I want it that way and larger than life and just the performances that were going to the early 2000s. So, hell yeah, man. And that was my that was my time period. That was my childhood. Yeah, how old are you, by the way? I'm 26. 26. Yeah, I'm a, a few years older than you. I'm I'm 30. Right. And uh, yeah, I could agree with you 100. percent That was my thing. And uh, I don't know. I, I I felt like when I was you know 13, 14, uh, and uh, I was openly interested in this music. I felt like a lot of boys that age they were not uh, interested in showing how much they loved it or how much they liked it actually. And then now you go to you know, you go to a bar, you go to a club, and then they, they're playing like this nostalgic 90s music. Everyone's going fucking wild. You know what I'm saying? Most definitely. And here's the thing. Like, you know, when you're a kid around that time period and then they look at you and they're like, even my best friend, she said, Mike Larkin, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't like say that to anybody. I'm like, why? Because it was good. It was very popular. And girls like that stuff, too. I mean, if you want to get, get get to a girl's heart, sing them some I Want It That Way. Sing them some nice boy band ballads. I mean, it was good stuff. It's catchy, and they had talent. So, I mean, that may not be the popular thing amongst guys. But, again, it's still, it was great music. I'd appreciate music for what it is overall. Yeah, dude. Me and my friends, we're notorious for, uh, you know, we play, we used to be in a band. So, we have always a guitar just laying around, and we're, we'll be playing, you know, acoustic guitar. And, I want it that way. It's always something that pops up. And when there's a group of friends around and we're, you know, hanging out, we end up singing those tunes. Everyone knows the words. It's, it's fun, man. It brings back good memories. You know what I'm saying? Same with me. I mean, I still have on, I'm not afraid to admit this. My mom actually filmed me dancing and doing the bye, bye, bye to NSYNC in the bathroom. It's still in my home videos because I was such a fan, man. Like when you would go into like the local Pathmark or whatever store it was back on Long Island, they had, you know, they had the Backstreet Boys, the stickers, uh, the, the, the cards and all this stuff. I had all that and I wasn't ashamed. I loved it because it was just good music. It brings up good times and it's just, it's the nostalgia feel. And that's why I love doing what I'm doing on that podcast. Yeah. So how are you reaching out to your guests, man? Like, how do you, uh, how do you get such good guests on your show? Uh, I think the key is just always be professional, always explain the nature of, you know, your message. Uh, it's, that's the beauty about social media, man. I'll give you one prime example. I had on Christy Knowings who was on all that back in the nineties. And I reached out to her through Instagram and I'm like, would you like to come on for an interview? I did an interview with her and I did her episode of the pop culture history podcast with her. And she's like, 
oh yeah, sure, I'd love to do that. And what's great, she even mentioned on the show, she's like, if this was in like 1997, 1998, when it was at the height, you know, with all that, she's like, you'd have to go through my manager and this and that. I think she's like, that's what the beautiful thing is about social media is because you could just, you know, message me, explain what you're doing. I can decide whether or not I want to or not because I don't care if somebody doesn't want to do the podcast. At least I did not regret the fact that I didn't, that I that I asked them, you know, that I if I didn't ask them, I'd be like, oh man, I, you know, wasted an opportunity, but I'm like, I did. We got some great content. That's how I reached out to Alex. Uh, I think Alex was Facebook. Noah ba- Bastion was Facebook. A lot of mostly it's just Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and some few emails. So, I mean, it's just the norm. Yeah, dude, that's exactly what I'm doing. And, you know, you do it you do it regularly and you have, what, 120 episodes. You're just cranking them out. You're doing them consistently. And there's obviously a passion there and you, you love doing it. And, uh, you know, you just knocking them out, seeing who responds, seeing who doesn't respond. It's a good attitude. I, I'll, uh, I'll take some of what you're doing and add it to my arsenal, man. That's why, uh, you know, we got in contact. Awesome. And I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm glad you enjoyed the episode with Alex. That was a lot of fun. Like you mentioned, I was just ramming up stuff. Cause I'm like, dude, I remember that. I remember watching the together calculus video and all that. I even mentioned to him, if you recall, you know, I was at summer jam, you know, when God rest his soul, Michael Cuccio and QT, when he died and Alex did his song for him. I remember being at those events, the summer jam and winter jams on B on Long Island, 106.1 BLI. They were just so electric. You had groups like no authority for those who remember no authority, but songs like what I want to do. They, they, they were around. They're very short time, but no authority was one. I look at groups like B44, who had that one song, Get Down. You look at groups like Soul Decision, best known for their song. Soul Decision, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had that album, man. That album is so underrated. No one does it better. Are you kidding me? Ooh, it's kind of crazy. Faded. That whole entire LFO. I would be amiss if I didn't mention LFO. I mean... Yeah, dude, I fucking loved LFO. It's a shame Rich, uh, what, what's his name? Rich Abercrombie and Fish fucking died. That sucks. Yeah, Rich Cronin. I believe he was, uh, it was a leukemia, right? Yeah, he was in a yeah, leukemia, man. It sucked. When he was, dude, when it was his last few days, the sickness really got to him, and he did not look good. He looked completely different. He'd never even recognize him, you know? Oh, yeah. Sad. I remember, uh, do you remember watching him on Mission Man Band that was on VH1 back in the day, Danny? Yes, dude. There was uh, there was uh, who, who one dude from ninety eight degrees, Jeff, whatever, and then Chris Kirkpatrick was in there, right? Am I right? Yeah, it was Chris Kirkpatrick, Rich Cronin, Jeff Timmons, and Brian Abrams from Color Me Bad. I don't, I don't even know who that is. Okay. Well, <laughs> Color Me Bad. Uh, you remember I want to sex you up and All for Love. I adore me more of those hits. That was like early nineties. Yeah, kind of, not really. Okay, that, no worries then. But yeah, that was that was Brian Abrams. Uh, well, everybody remembers Chris Kirkpatrick and obviously Jeff Timmons. I mean, he still has that 28 Degrees tattoo on his shoulder, on his arm and all that. So, God. Yeah, he was that like loyal to 98 Degrees. And that's why I always respected those guys too because everybody remembers in the boy band scene in like the 90s where Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, they always pitted them as the rivals. But 98 Degrees was just kind of like, yeah, we're going to be over here. We're going to do our thing. I think the only boy band I remember them having a problem was, uh, Danny, do you remember Five, the UK group Five? Yeah, I remember them vaguely, man. I don't remember listening to a lot of their stuff. Okay, so Five was best known for their songs, uh, When the Lights Go Out and Slam Dunk the Funk, and I think they got into like a huge tiff with 98 Degrees, because I remember Nick Lachey like, saying something about him on some show, and then one of the guys called out Nick Lachey, and I'm like, no disrespect to them, because they were great, but they were... In the U.S., they weren't as big as they were, like, you know, respectively in, like, the U.K. and right. like that. And 98 Degrees was big all over. So, I mean, they, they still – 98 Degrees tour with Boys to Men. New Kids on the Block with Backstreet Boys. And, I mean, come on. They're still doing their thing, and people love it. Backstreet Boys yeah. in Las Vegas. 
Yeah, see, like, here's the thing, though. Like, Backstreet Boys, in order for them to be successful, they got to be together. It can't be, like, one of them break off, you know? Like, it was so clear that Justin Timberlake was the sole talent of NSYNC. Anybody else couldn't even compare, you know? I agree wholeheartedly with you on that. Like, I remember when Justin Timberlake in 2002 when he came out with Like I Love You and that whole Justify album. I did a I did an episode on it, man. I remember Like I Love You. Uh, you know, you remember songs like Rock Your Body and Senorita, I Feel For You. I mean, that whole album was gold. I mean, J.C. Chazay tried. He had Some Girls Dance With Women and Blowing Up With Your Love off the Drumline soundtrack. And I mean, he tried. <laughs> I mean, I, he tried, but I'm just like, it was always going to be Justin Timberlake. There's a reason why they call him the Prince of Pop. Yeah, dude, Justin Timberlake's the man. I just saw him live not too long ago. He's still, dude, he's still the man. He's very fucking good. I'm on. Good, just a songwriter. He, he comes out with, I mean, these albums, people are knocking this uh, this Man in the Woods album. It's fucking genius. It just shows, like, how different this guy can be as an artist and still make these songs that all somewhat flow together, and then there's meaning behind it. And it just shows how versatile he is as an artist, I think. Don't you think? Uh, most definitely. And, I mean, you can incorporate, like he did with some country elements in it or whatever he doesn't do it i mean he's just so multi-talented that he could just do whatever he does because like i said he evolves and everybody evolves as an artist and he truly shows why he's great at what he does and how he applies his craft absolutely uh all right so uh where did you grow up like what part of the united states okay so i am from east islip new york which is on long island i grew up on long island new york i went graduated from east islip high school which is Known for uh, Boomer Esiason, who was a very yeah. – okay, he graduated from there. Uh, Ralph Macchio. Yes, Ralph Macchio. <laughs> Ralph Macchio went to our school. I mean, there's so much history with that East Islip School District. It's not even funny. I mean, Boomer Esiason's pictures are all, all over the high school. And, I mean, you know, it was it was kind of like – I used to like to call that school like the Shrine to Boomer Esiason. It wasn't even East Islip High School to me. It was the Shrine to Boomer Esiason, which is cool because, I mean, he's done well for himself, you know, Boomer and all of them. But, I mean – Boomer and the Karate Kid. Yeah, Boomer and the Karate Kid. I mean, but yeah, that was what that was. And just growing up in the suburbs of New York, I mean, we I lived in a nice neighborhood. I lived in, well, Islip Terrace is like a town over from it. I lived in Islip Terrace for like the first 15 years of my life. Then I moved to East Islip and I was in East Islip until now where I'm in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, which was always like a second home to me. We've had this house here since 1998, man. I mean, I'm 20 years and I'm finally in it. It was originally my grandparents' house, so God rest their souls. And now it's uh, my mom and dad's and mine, and we're just getting into it. I mean, I have family down here too, so there's no complaints. I mean, my mom's side of the family, everybody's mostly from the Carolinas. My grandmother was from Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn, New York. I mean, New York and North and South, I mean, that was always uh, my thing. I always considered this a second home. And be honest with you, I'm happy that I'm here. I'm happy that pretty much as long as I'm around family, I'm around good people. I'm happy. I'm a simple dude. That's good, man. Yeah, it's awesome. And you said you said uh, you come from a line of people on the radio. Okay. I mean, it just this comes naturally to you. You can definitely tell that you have that voice. You you also do a very good job at con- uh, I don't want to say controlling conversation, but flowing the conversation of up and down and getting to know your guests. You do a really good job of that. I definitely. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, my mom and dad used to work for, like I mentioned, with the summer jams and winter jams. They weren't in there this time, but 106.1 BLI, you know, they've been doing radio for over 20 plus years. Uh, they were there until like the mid to late 90s. Uh, my dad, my actually my mom worked at a radio station here 
in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina for a short period of time. Uh, and then, you know, she worked at the box office at Westbury Music Fair. So anytime there were musicians and guests there, I was very happy because, well, my mom worked at the box office and I got to go right in and watch whether it be Luther Vandross or the Four- Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons, uh, you know, whether it be Tommy James and the Shondells, all legendary acts in music or whatever it may be. I mean, it was it was a fun time, man. And my dad uh, was was graduated from Hofstra University. He's worked at uh, the United Community Fund in Long Island and Great Neck. I mean, he's done things for charities with his triathlons, new athlons. I come from a line of very passionate, very great work ethic uh, parents who just were just great, man. I mean, I'm, I'm truly am blessed. Yeah, you're lucky. And it's good that you uh, recognize that and you're, uh, you know, paying homage to that because, uh, you know, it's a special thing. Special thing, especially when traits like this they get passed down, and you know your show provides a value to people. It's fun to listen to conversations of, you know, whether it's a current actor or you know an actor of the past or a singer or an old band. You know, and that's fun. It's interesting to 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 do and have these conversations. I know you yourself, you get this great conversation, and you know I got to talk to a guy like Alex and a couple guys on my show that. You know, they they made an impact on a lot of people, and it's fun to kind of hear their story firsthand. You know, you hear a lot of stories from the, from you know, the grapevine. You know, just from what you see on TV or you're reading in a magazine or YouTube video. But to hear it from their first perspective, it's a unique thing to do. It's a unique thing to interview them and kind of get to know them. And this is what we can do nowadays with the internet. You know, you can do whatever the fuck you want, right? Exactly, and that's the thing. Like some people think. Oh, well, that's weird. Why do you just want to message them? I'm like, okay, you're growing up. You're watching the likes of, like I mentioned, Alex. Alex Solo, it's a perfect example. I mean, here's the guy who was acting. He was in Together. You know it. It's what I grew up. You want to ask him a question. If they if he says no, then fine. I mean, then don't just don't regret the fact that you didn't ask. And I, people think it's weird. Like, you're just going to message somebody you don't know? Yeah. Look at my technology. You know, uh, I actually reached out to Alex a year ago. Oh, wow. And... Uh, so a friend of mine uh, and I, we did uh, we did the cover of uh, the, you know Mickey Parks' rap in the hardest part of breaking up. We we did we just like did a cover of that on the guitar, and I sent it to him. And we just started the podcast at the time. It was like episode two or three, and I was like, I'm friends with Mickey Park on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Why not just ask him and see if he wants to come on the podcast and see if we can figure out make it work, you know? And uh, I reached out to him and I didn't get a message back, but he shared the video on his Facebook, you know, and um, a year later, you know, I'm still doing the podcast, cranking out one episode every week, sometimes two episodes a week, just doing my thing. I was like, let's fucking ask him again. Let's see if he's interested or not. And he responded. And next thing you know, we got a sweet hour and a half conversation of, you know, about his story and, and how, you know, his ups and downs. And it's, it's something that a lot of people can relate to. Like you said, like we watch them, we know what together is. We heard the songs, we watched the movie, we watched the, the TV show. We remember the boy band era, you know, it's something that we can experience firsthand now given the internet and all these platforms that you can play your shows. You know? And the power of the voice with, um, with your podcasting and what you do, what I do. I mean, look at, I'll, I'll use my best friend, Steve, my co-host. I mean, we do our shows. I mean, he does, we have the Stevie Nicks experience and the Stevie Nicks hockey experience. I produce a show. We just had a guy by the name of Gil Martin on there and Steve knows about the book. I know he's going to kill it with the questions. He 
touched upon the Islanders and New York Rangers rivalry. I know he's a big hockey fan. He has that knowledge. And I mean, it came off great. And I love producing and listening to that. And with my own interviews, whether I'm working with like a musician or a wrestler. And yes, Danny, I've even interviewed people in the adult entertainment industry, which I reached out to Johnny Sins, you know, male porn star. I think too that's it's such a good thing that you've done that. Like it's interesting. People think about porn all the time. It's the it's more than half of the internet, and yet we can't talk about it. It's taboo. Let's have a conversation with these people. Let's see what's on their brains. Let's pick about. Let's pick the things the way they think about life and how they got into the industry. Like it's so outside the norm of like the social norm that it's interesting to put out there, and we totally can. You know, and you can do it in a classy way, in an appropriate way, and a respectful way, because these are people too. You know, they're not like anybody different. They're fucking normal human beings that went down this path that anybody can technically. Absolutely. And here's the thing: I still one of the greatest compliments. I interviewed uh, Tyra Scott, who is in the adult industry, been nominated for the AVNs, and she was like, "You know what? I really did enjoy doing your show because you were so professional and you did your research." And I really took that to heart because they're people just like us. And people are like, "Oh, why would you want to interview people in the adult industry?" Or this and people ask the question, "Why?" And I respond back to them, "Why not? Like, why not? Because if you do your research, you put your notes, and you put the hard work, you put your time in, it's going to come out great. And that's what you do." That's what I do. That's what every podcaster should, you know, look to do in each and every, you know, audio content that they produce and they put out there. I agree, dude. Like you just want to get an interesting person out there and you want to get people to think about things from another perspective. You know, uh, I, I come across a lot of people time to time that are very, they look at things very tunnel vision and I don't mean to judge or anything, but you can just tell from their body language, the way you have conversations with them, like very stubborn and they see things very tunnel vision. I think we all can be a little guilty of that. But if, you know, if we could all figure out a way to just, put food for thought out there and just learn to think about things from another perspective, not be so like ego minded sometimes and just kind of like open up your mind and think about things from another perspective. I think it could help us all, you know, help society in a, you know, it could just help us long term. I don't know if you'll agree with this, but I'll put this out here. People look in like, in terms of black and white when I'm like there's so many gray areas out there if you can just explore not look at everything as one-sided or just this and that and you actually explore and you actually look into things and not be judgmental and just be open-minded and just you know absorb you know things and just let it enter let it actually sink in and dissect it I mean you could do anything you want because people like it's, it's it's a very cliche but it's very common man people tell you no 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 but you look at them right back you know what yes 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 fuck yeah, I'm going to do it, and you're going to enjoy it. If you don't, fine, but if you do, I'm going to do it anyway. Take a chance. Yeah, like uh, people are very tribal. You know, we it's very natural for us to pick a side, but when we do that, we become separated, sure. you know, and, uh, you know, it's, it's fun. It's fun to put out unique content that's not controversial, and maybe it is. Maybe it is controversial, but it's definitely thought-provoking, and at the end of the day, if we can do it respectfully, I think we can all learn, you know? And um, I think that's what life is about. There's always something more to learn from people. There's always something more to learn from society and the way people behave. And uh, whatever we can do to better our future generation, I think I'm going to do. You know, that's why I got into the line of work that I got into. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a teacher, basically. I teach fitness. You know, I have a, my own personal training company. Uh, I'm a high school teacher. I coach. I do the podcast, and I just think that's what life's about. Whether we interview people of pop culture, actors, singers, you know, another podcaster, 
I think there are other people out there that are like-minded, or even if they're not like-minded, they're interested in thinking about things in a new way that will ultimately help them and help the people around them. I think that's how we make a better place. No? I agree. And here's the thing, like with my line of work, what I used to do with market research, you're doing surveys on the phone and people automatically think you're trying to sell them something. Uh, you would do, I'll be honest with you, I do it. I've done so many hours there for the last eight years over there. I would do nine to four thirties, like your normal nine to fives. I would be there. Our place would close at like midnight. And here's the thing with that is, you know, people think it's shitty because, oh, you know, surveys, how many times you get hang up on? Yes, I, I get hang up on. But you know what? You still have a job. You're providing for your family. You're working. You're putting the best effort that you can in. And if you feel it's a shitty situation, try to make the positive out of that situation. I know sometimes, you know, people want to get out of it and find another line of work, which is respective too. But why make a shitty situation shitty? Try to turn that shittiness into a positivity, you know, pros and cons. Yeah, well, think about how much you can learn, even if it's not your ideal situation. You know, like you, the the amount of skills that you learn from the current job that you have. Like you're talking about looking at things from a positive aspect. Like you're on the phone, you're talking to people, you're learning character skills, you're learning how to drive a conversation, and that stuff translates. You know, that's why I talk about with fitness. This is the principles of fitness: work ethic, responsibility, discipline, um, all those things you know, visualization, goal setting, mindset, like all those can be transferable into like real life, you know, and uh, whatever it is that you do in your relationships, in your profession, in your whatever, your recreation, like all those things matter. And it all goes back to, again, making this place better. That's all. Oh, yeah. And here's the thing with fitness, man. My lowest I think I ever was was 169. I'm like 5'10". I'm at like 180, 190 right now. You know, I still, you know, I still do my thing. You know, I, I, it's portion control, really, at what it, what it was, at what it was that I got down to low and just eating right, you know. And I, I dig what you do with fitness, and I always appreciate it, you know, people with fitness because they want to make you healthy. And like you just, you know, you teach people just the right way, you know, how to just feel good, mind, body, and soul, and their ultimate spirit. So I always respected people in the fitness world, and I appreciate what you do, man. Thank you. You know, it's fun for me. Like I, uh, I'm a big uh, proponent of just doing things that I want to do and like have some fun. I don't really want to be tied down to somebody else's schedule. And you know, like we said, sometimes you you have to be, and you you know, you can make a situation different eventually. Um, but yeah, fitness is always something that I really loved and I was always passionate about. You know, I wanted to learn as much as I can. I've been fortunate enough to have very good mentors in my life. You know, and I've uh, I'm a, I'm a coachable type person, and I'm always paying attention to things and especially if it's something that I really like to do you know I take piece pieces of information from different people and nowadays we have the internet and if you're smart with the internet you can learn a lot of shit day after day and you could apply that stuff day after day and uh, you know I've just made myself a better trainer uh, by taking in more knowledge applying that knowledge to myself and clients and you know just uh Making it fun, man. I just want to make fitness fun for people because one day your health is going to be number one on your priority list, whether you like it or not. So it's better to always take a a day-to-day approach with your health, your physical health, your mental health, um, so that you can live a long, fulfilling, purposeful life. You know, like we have the technology that works in our favor. We might as well use it to our advantage. And I'm realizing, man, that a lot of people are very ignorant when it comes to learning about the body and 
fitness and nutrition, like they don't really know how to do it. They don't know how to move. They don't know. We're so far removed from like our nature, like being outside and moving around and killing our, our, our food and, and providing shelter for our family. Like we're so far removed from that, that we forget that our bodies are made to run. They're made to lift heavy things. They're made to build, you know, and uh, fight for survival. And we don't do that anymore. So you have to make it a priority sooner or later. If you could make that something fun, you can make it something interesting that you like doing every day so it doesn't become like a chore, then, uh, you know, that's what that's the kind of thing that I can provide, you know, new ways of, of exercising or even old ways, you know, just something very basic to get somebody up and moving. Man. I've always said like with technology, I mean, because there's pros and cons to everything, but tech, we're so technology oriented and based now. I remember as a kid yeah. just fucking going out and shooting hoops and just playing basketball. And I love that. And just, you know, just playing handball with your buddies and shit. Now everything is so technology oriented that, you know, you're, everybody's mostly just playing video games or, you know, just basically everybody's on their phones. You can't like walk down the street without seeing everybody just like their head right into their phones. And I mean, again, there's that pros and cons with technology as well. Pros, you know, easily accessible and all that, but still, you know, I, I miss those days of just going out and I, I still do it at times, but I mean, not as much as I used to. I mean, I like playing basketball is going out there, just running, shooting hoops, man. I mean, come on. Like, obviously, you know, you're an adult, you can make those decisions and go do that as much as you want. As far as like kids, though, like I see it in schools, like firsthand, it's scary when you see a group of 20 kids sitting in one spot or standing in one spot, and more than half of them are staring down at a device. There are definitely pros to cell phones and technology, don't get me wrong, but like there needs to be discipline. And I've said this so many times, there needs to be discipline when it comes to kids and screen time. And uh, I just think the less time they're communicating, the less skills they're developing mentally, physically, you know, they're learning how to be emotionally equipped when it comes to talking to somebody, because there are going to be times where somebody will say something to you and it may not be the best thing that you want to hear, but it's truthful and it's honest. And you need to learn how to take that shit emotionally. You need to learn how to take rejection and you need to learn how to, uh, you know, come back and battle adversity, be re- become resilient People need to understand, especially kids, they need to understand what it's like to set goals and figure out a blueprint to achieve them and take rejection because that's a part of life. These things happen. And the more time we're sucked into our phones, the more time society and administration babies us by, you know, here's an example. Like uh, I heard a school is doing this thing, this junior high, there's the the kids first dance and uh, all the boys that ask a girl or a to, to dance, all the girls have to say yes. There's no option to say no because apparently administration doesn't want to deal with like hurt feelings. Can you believe oh, that? Shit? Jesus, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm taking aback from just hearing you say that. I'm like, what? That's not a world where the girls have to say yes. So let's 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 fast forward this. So at 12 years old, you're used to asking girls to dance. They say yes. They have to say yes. Rather, that happens again eighth grade. I ask her to dance. She has to say yes. So little by little, these kids are not getting rejected. What happens in the real world when they're 18, 19, a little bit more aggressive, and they ask a girl to dance or go out on a date, and then they get no, and, or they get rejected, and they get rejected in a harsh way? Like, what, what is that going to do to the mentality, the mind of that person? You know? Like, how is that going to trigger them if they don't understand how to take rejection when they're young? Like, it's an important thing to lose games. It's an important thing to get into arguments with your friends, obviously without anyone getting hurt, but it's an important thing to experience this type of emotion and uh, having the right support system. That's another issue in itself. Like, there's not a lot of kids that have the right support system as well. And 
you know, just, again, I'll make it a part of, you know, my personal goal to try to be an influence and live the life I want to teach because I just, I just think the more, you know, there's more people out there that need good role models, you know? Most definitely. And I think uh, I'll, I'll make this about podcasting as well, because with my podcast, you know, whether it be interviewing or pop culture, I, I'd like, you know, just to have an influence on them because if it's people that are not familiar with something like, dude, I'm probably like the only one who probably covered BB Mac on and talked about them on a podcast in like 20 20- because you're a kid, baby. Sorry, I just I, I know what you're talking about. I know BBK. Or was it called BB Mac? Yeah. BB Mac. No, that's cool, man, because I, I was my jam too. I still have that album sooner or later. I mean, and I, that's what I want to do accomplish. I wanted to talk about albums that I've had. I mean, like I mentioned, the first episode I did was of NSYNC celebrities. I've gone into the R and B thing. I've talked about like rock, like groups like Breaking Benjamin and Evanescence. I mean, I've talked about like a lot of these things. And I guess on that because people like it and people can relate to it. So I mean and just yeah, just have like a positive thing. And if people don't know it, gonna know it so i mean that's that's like the thing with it like why and then people would ask me like why would you want to talk about something that's like x amount old because number one it's nostalgia and if people don't know it they can know it and you know if they like it great if they don't they don't i mean just people just are so meh about taking chances and i'm like why not take the chance oh yeah people are always afraid to take chances because they're afraid to fail or look stupid that's just i mean there's no question about that and you know what dude i ain't got time for that you know what i'm saying <laughs> uh well, I was going to go back. You, you said you uh, – I saw an interview you did about Break Benjamin. Did you go over that the, – the Saturday Oh, album? yeah. So one of the Pop Culture History podcasts on – I have my, my boy Hurls. I do a, a wrestling show. It's called The Heel Cast. Uh, we talk about Impact Wrestling. He was one of the guys that you know I do a wrestling show with. So I'm like, dude, you want to – and I know he's big in like Breaking Benjamin. I'm like, well, I'll be honest with you, dude. I got Breaking Benjamin coming up in my notes because I did an episode on the Diary of Jane single. So I'm like, with Saturate's coming up, and I mean – polyamorous i mean <laughs> there are so many great songs on that album and it's just a great album so i'm like you want to talk about it? and he said sure and then we talked about it we talked about our favorite songs on there our top five favorite of the album we re- both re-listened to the album before we did the show earlier in the respective day but i'm just like man it is great man i just had my girl on uh stephanie vecchi stephanie vecchi is a girl that i've known since high school and i mean she lives in georgia now i'm in south carolina and we talked about you know dear agony and just you know her experience and how she can relate to that so i thought that's cool and that's what i always want to do with podcasting too like uh, i know i'm bouncing around here but look dude shooting the breeze it's one of my shows that i do i've had on i've had on like you know kids that I graduated with, kids that I work with. I've had all my teachers, like uh, my high school teacher, my one of my elementary school teachers, just because I respected and valued what they did. And I mean, it's just, it's great. I wanted to give back to my hometown. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. It doesn't matter who you podcast with, especially when, you know, you're starting it up. How long have you been doing now? Since 2015? Yeah, man, we started in a, well, I give credit to my, my co-host on this because we started in 2015. We talked about it a year prior, but I'll be honest with you, 2016, 2017 was rough because we were doing, my, my aunt passed away in 2016. And then right after that, my grandmother passed away in 2017. So it was, it was rough, man. I mean, we had a, that's okay. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. But yeah, it was a rough 2016, 2017. We started in 2015 and I, we just, we just kept going, man. And I, we talked about doing, I remember for my birthday, I said, dad, the only thing I want for my birthday is a podcast. Give me some microphone, give me something. I want to do this. And I, I thank my dad for that because like I said, learning from my dad, learning from my mom, just being around the people that they're still friends with and from BLI that, you know, remember me when I was in diapers. So, I mean, it's the support system, man. Like I said, I go back to saying I'm very grateful because I am. And people look at you like, Mike, 
why are you so nice? Why are you, well, what's up with this positivity? And you, and people question you and your positivity. I'm like, how, why do you want me to be like miserable and just like say, fuck this and fuck that all the time. I can't live my life like that. But you know, people, I know, and I, I understand if you go through some stuff, but I'm like, there's no need for toxicity and all that and, that, and toxins, negativeness and negativity all in general to get in there. I'm like, why? I always say that to you. Why? Again, it goes back to asking why. So, I mean, don't question anything and just positivity is key and, you know, good mindset. Yeah, man. Uh, everyone's going through their shit, right? Everyone's got something they could be dwelling on, whether it's debt or whether it's a bad relationship or something bad happened that day or a course of events. Everyone's got their negative, right? And and that's another thing too. It goes back to like learning when you get learning from when you're younger, right? To go through this adversity type shit because life hits you hard sometimes. And as humans, we have to deal with it. And if we don't deal with it. You know, you know, I don't know what happens. You know, negative negativities come out and manifest themselves in ways uh, in life that are kind of unknown until they're they make themselves known. So, yeah, dude, everyone's got their shit. And uh, right, you're right. Positivity, strong mindset. Make sure you're exercising. Make sure you're doing things you like. So, if a podcast is something that you want to do, you fucking go and do it. And then we all have the capabilities to do it now. It's not like before where. You need agents, you need studio time, you need expensive gear, like you need a laptop. You don't even need that. Mm -hmm. You need a cell phone. You can do it from the Anchor app. You know what I mean? You don't need shit. But, you know, the more you do it, uh, the better equipment you get, the more people that you meet, and the more you put yourself out there and put yourself in a, a situation like, dude, I don't have to reach out to you to talk to you. Like, you, we don't have to do this podcast. Mm -hmm. No one's forcing us to do this. But, we get together, we have a meaningful conversation, you impact the way I think, you impact, or I, I impact the way you think, we impact our listeners together, and it's just like this never-ending cycle of like good vibes. And I think people put putting together good vibes, they slingshot out even further into the cosmos that make a even more positive Absolutely, impact, man, know? and it's so funny, and I'll, I'll give this a, like a little insight, because I don't think I've actually ever mentioned this on my show. Like when I started like the SoundCloud, I just, all right, Growing up on Long Island and in the suburbs, there are a lot of, I'm going to say it, there are a lot of wanksters out there. And the reason why I'm saying this is every time I would look at that dang SoundCloud app, man, it was everybody posting like, because everybody wanted to do raps and like, the, you know, everything was just raps on there. And I, I'm like, that's cool. And I just did it as like a joke. Like, hey, I'm going to put a rap. Look at me. I'm on SoundCloud. So I would do like parodies and jokes and just make like rap songs. But I'm like, and I used it as a joke. And I like SoundCloud because I get to listen to podcasts, listen to other artists too. But I'm just like... Man, I just thought it was so funny because everybody, there was like that sense of entitlement. Everybody thought they were hot shit. So I used to kind of like do it as like a joke. But then like once I started like, you know, thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, we could do something like this because, and like I said, talking to my, my best friend, Steve Nakafor, I owe that dude a lot because that dude's been here with me for thick and thing, just a good dude. And I'm like, let's just do it, yeah. man. Let's, let's fucking do it. He wanted to do it. I got my equipment. And like I said, 2015, we were off and running and his family's great. Like my family, it's, I'm, I really am so happy that I get this platform to possibly impact people, you know, make people think. Uh, and if you don't like it, that's fine. You can listen to other outlets, but I'm just like, you know, man, if you could have a say on somebody's life and you can impact them with what you're talking about, whether it be pop culture, interviewing people in all facets of life. I mean, that's cool. And it's a very rewarding feeling. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Um, so do you have trouble doing social media? Like, how do you feel about promoting stuff on social media and getting out there? Like, as far as doing the podcast simultaneously? Because I know for me, man, I like I had trouble getting on social media first. I was like, this is ridiculous. I feel stupid saying shit. And like, 
I would, I would find myself like, what do I say? Well, how do I do this post? Like I, I had trouble like trying to figure it out, but little by little, it's just like you do your normal thing. Like you do what you would do anyway. You document that, put it out there. And if people like it, great. If they don't, they don't. It is what it is. But I find that I, I had trouble doing it, you know, early on, but now I'm getting, you know, way more comfortable and, you know, much better at it. And I'm helping other people learn about it and, you know, it's just another way that we can influence using Instagram and Facebook. And yeah, I mean, when I first started, like I have like, I'll be honest, I got three Twitters, man. I got my, got my personal one, my show one, and I got my one for my pop culture podcast one. So, I mean, I'm, I'm all in. So, I mean, here's the thing with, with social media, like when I first started, I would just put episodes out there, but I found with promoting, I'd make like little collages, like, you know, Twitter ads, like, you know, four, epi- four, like photos on there. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to pick four photos and accentuate my guests. Like, oh, here, who's coming on the show. Here's what I'm going to talk about on pop culture. Here's what I'm going to interview. Here's what we're going to talk about on this episode of the golden age of everything. Cause that's another podcast that we do on the network and where it's just, uh, you know, Steve and I take a look at 1976 to 1984 and just the golden age of everything. So we talk like, you know, nostalgia, there's another nostalgia format. So I'm like, let me incorporate, you know, what we're going to talk about, whether it be, you know, a video game, a movie, music, whatever. I'll incorporate elements and put that in. And, you know, people, some people like it and people retweet it, but I just, you get, it's a, it's, it's podcasting. I'm sorry if I'm rambling, but you do consistency. Consistency is key in anything that you do. So I think I'm just like, you know, you got to stay consistent. Uh, you just put out what you do. I mean, personally, I was not a big into social media. I remember, I'll give you another funny story here, Danny. Uh, going into Facebook, like a, a girl, a sweetheart, her name was Jackie. Uh, she, I was a senior in high school and she's like, and she was actually a sophomore at the time. And she's like, I'll add you on Facebook. And I'm like, be honest with you, Jackie, I don't have Facebook. And she said to me, what do you mean you don't have Facebook? I'm like, I don't have Facebook because I wasn't into it, man. Like I wasn't into the social media thing. I know a lot of people had it and I knew about it, but I'm like, no, it wasn't me. So I'm like, you know what? If people want to, you know, contact with me or just connect with me, that's cool. And I mostly, my Facebook is just like yourself, uh, people that I podcasted with family and friends. And I mean, that's pretty much what my Facebook is. It started out. Like, I remember like when I first got onto Facebook, I had like 40 requests already. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I mean, I talk to you guys and I see you every day. I mean, I don't really need like an app or a social media to do it. I mean, it helps, but I'm like, I was more old. Yeah. What were you in high school when it, when it, when you first got one? Like, yeah, I was 18, man, coming towards the end of my, uh, my senior year. Here's, here's an issue that I, that I think about social media and, and when you're younger, like when you're 16, 17, 18, like, I, I don't know yeah. if you remember MySpace, you know, prior to Facebook, but like I was in high school at that time and we almost used that platform to like show an image of ourselves to the opposite sex you know, other people within your circle, within your high school affiliation, you know, and we use this to put on a front. So as I got older, and people were still in that phase of look at this fucking awesome car that I have, look at my awesome body, look at me, look at me, look at my awesome day, like, I I found it to be very phony, you know, within a lot of people in my circle anyway. And I started getting like, I was resenting that kind of shit like like why do i i kept saying like why do i have to show this or why do i have to show that you know but as you get older you develop you know a credibility and you start to realize that you can provide a a, a true value to people and this is what this platform is really intended for it's to provide people a true value and that's what i think about each post that's what i i think about each podcast and everything that i post on social media is does this post provide people with value 
that's that's my number one underlying question. So in the beginning, I was very turned off because people were using it to showboat and shit. And, you know, I got very like mixed thoughts about that. I know I don't want to boast ever. I don't want to come off as I'm better than you, because in my mind, we're all on the same playing field, all trying to learn here. You know, and I try to like put ego aside as much as I can and really look at the look at the individual and everybody that's doing their own thing, having their own issues, uh, living their own lifestyles, positive, negatively. You know what I'm saying, man? Agreed. And here's the thing. Like, I remember MySpace. I did not. I was not into the MySpace thing as well. I mean, it's so funny. I'll give you a funny thing. And then we'll relate this back to podcasting and I'll comment about what you said there. But I remember growing up, man, just CD players was it for me. I never had an iPod. Yeah. never did anything like that. I was just so old fashioned and just traditional. I'm like, nah, I just kept it simple. So go, going into podcasting, like I remember like with my posts, like I'm not very ego driven. I just put out what I put out because I know a lot of people like it. And uh, and if they're not listening to it, they give you the chance to listen to it. That's what's great about the platform, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the whole nine. But I never have like that ego about it because I know there are podcasters out there. And I've seen it. I'm not going to mention any names, but it's, it's a very apparent on social media. People that are so ego based and, oh, look at me who I talked to today. Oh, look at me who here's what we're doing, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, dude, you really don't know jack shit because – in podcasting and in all facets of life, you learn every day. There's not a day that goes by that you're not learning something. I'll give you a prime example. Danny, when you're talking to me about the Zancaster thing, man, I'm like, I had no idea what Zancaster was because I'm used to Google Hangouts right. and, you know, Skype. And I'm like, you gave me this. And I'm like, this is great. This is like another alternative to use to do audio. And I love it. So I appreciate it, and I soaked up what you did here. And that's why I got to mention you in that. So thank you. But I'm like, yeah, people just I, I don't get it, but I to and go back to it again. Uh, ego, yeah, you can't be like that ego based with social media. Like, oh, look at here's what we want to do as humans. Uh, we want to we want to go to what's comfortable, you know. So like, you're comfortable with 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 Skype. You're comfortable sure. with the not not you now. I'm talking people in general. They're comfortable with their job. They're comfortable with their house. They're comfortable for settling in that relationship. Like. Again, it goes back to trying something new and failing and being judged because that's what it takes if you want to change your current situation. And it's not the easiest thing to do, man. And there's not a lot of people that are willing to go through that. Once you have a secure way of doing things, you want to sit in that secure way because that means survival. Like this is going back deep into our DNA, you know, like we do this subconsciously. We want to stick to the safe route. So here, I'll use another example. So um, I'm a high school teacher and it's hard. I teach PE, health, driver's ed. And in, in Illinois, it's hard to get into the industry. It's hard to get a good job at a good school. So I had, you know, I was fortunate to have people that helped me through the rankings, through the inner city of Chicago and, you know, help me get better jobs and what have you. So I always felt like I had to do that thing, you know? So I would reach out to people and I'd be like, hey, I got this opportunity for you. If you're interested, the pay is X, you know, it's a great school, yada, yada, yada. Let me know if you're interested. I can put in a good word for you. I think you'd be a great candidate. No, thank you. I don't want to take a chance. I'm comfortable where I'm at right now. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like, this is a good opportunity, you know, really good pay. And you can really learn from the situation. But no, it's okay. And, you know, multiple people would do that. Even people you think that would jump on the opportunity would be like, no, no, thanks. I'm okay doing my thing. And, and, and that's fine, man, because everyone's got to learn their own way. And it's totally respectful. If you want to decline, that's, that, that's totally cool. But I guess what I'm trying to get at is, People don't want to leave their comfortable situation in order to leave for something else. And, you know, who's to say that I know what that that person really wants at the end of the day as well? You know what I'm saying? So 
it, it, I think people got to weigh it out. They have to look at what they truly want, what steps are they, and what risks are they willing to take to get there, and uh, what are they willing to put on the line for it? How much time are they willing to sacrifice? How much work are they willing to put in? How much judgment and cri- criticism criticism are they willing to take before they don't put out another podcast or put out another photo or put out something else that they really want to do? You know what I'm saying? I hear you, man. And it's just some people are okay with just settling. And I mean, me, I mean, there was, I'm going to say there was a period of time, you know, where I was like, I kind of just wanted to settle, but I'm like, then you are all guilty of it. It happens to everybody. And then, you know, you look out in life and you just want to explore and just, there's that wake up call. I don't, I'll be honest with you. I don't remember when that wake up was. And I just decided to, I just remember one day I'm like, you know what, let's just, let's just keep going with this. Cause you like, because I'm just like, look at look at podcasting, for example, because, you know, like we're talking about our respective podcasts and just all facets of life here. We're shooting the breeze. I'm like, if you're talking to people like we mentioned, Alex, like I mentioned Christy Knowings, and I mean, you're talking to people in the wrestling business. I mean, people, you know, here's the thing with wrestling, too. People think, oh, wrestling, you know, it's predetermined. It's fake. People, people don't understand is these people's lives, they're injured, they're hurt, and they don't ever understand the sacrifice that goes into it. And there's a lot of people on the road, 312 315 days a year. That's crazy. It is. And there's that ignorance there because all they think of is, oh, it's that fake shit. I'm like, no, it's not that fake shit. The money in the miles is not fake. The miles that they do and just the travel, it's fucking nuts. And listen to these people's stories. It's like, my God. And you then four or five times, four shows a a week. It's a lot, man. It is. Fuck yeah. How about Diamond Dallas Page and uh, his, uh, his yoga? Have you seen that? He's got a yoga system out right now. I did. Yeah, I did see that. That's really interesting. And he's really adamant about it. And I, I'm a huge proponent of yoga, like yoga, stretching. I think, you know, there's a lot of ego in fitness and people want to be like, oh, I'm just a yogi. Oh, I'm just a power lifter. Oh, I just do kettlebells. Like the more you can learn when it comes to fitness, like learn to do kettlebell flows, learn to power lift, learn to do yoga and stretch, learn to be mindful and practice meditation and all that stuff. Like if you can intertwine all these methods of fitness, like you're going to put your body on a whole nother level, which would impact your mentality, your mood, your emotion, the way you look at things, your perspective on life, your, your optimistic views. It's very interesting. And DDP is killing it with his yoga, dude. DDP yoga, DDPY he calls it. I was, I remember when I first saw that, I'm like, that's really cool. Cause Diamond Dallas Page, you know, what he's done for wrestling and what he helps people do with yoga, I think is amazing. I remember seeing Trish Stratus has her own thing now. Trish 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 Stratus, women's world champion. I remember that shit. Hell yeah. I mean, dude, I mean, (laughs) yoga, what those people are doing. I've seen people, a young lady by the name of Paula that I think graduated a year before me is like doing things with yoga. I'm like, that's great. I mean, just people's minds and spirits and helping them out. I think that's wonderful. Hell yeah. All right. So let's, uh, Let's. Uh, I'm gonna ask you a couple of fire fire questions here, and maybe maybe you gotta give me like top three to top five uh, favorites in these categories. Okay, and I'm just going off the top of my head here because I think you and I really like a lot of the same shit. Okay, um, yes or no? Were you a TRL guy? Did you like doing that, bro? Carson Daly back in the day. I had the TRL documentary back in the day on VHS, the 45 minute documentary. Hell yeah, dude. So, what was your favorite uh, TRL video of the time? Bro. Like, what was your Maybe not favorite, but like, what was your most memorable ones that you always remember seeing in the top ten? I remember seeing Corns falling away from me. Yeah, I'm- dude. <laughs> Limp Biscuit break stuff. Yep. Uh, I remember seeing Mariah Carey. I remember seeing the NSYNC Backstreet Boys, Ninety Eight Degrees. Uh, forgot about Dre, Eminem, and Dr. Dre, the real Slim Shady. Slim Shady. 
forgot about forgot about uh, no not forgot about what is this uh, I'm the real Slim Shady <laughs> Shady uh, Stan I mean Dido I mean come on man I mean yeah yeah man Avril Lavigne complicated I mean there's so many that I could choose from <laughs> Yeah, so when I was younger, uh, I was in a band, and we were heavily influenced by Breaking Benjamin, as you said. I was, you know, that's why I brought up Breaking Benjamin. I really loved listening to them. Uh, also, like Sum Forty One and Blink One Eighty Two. I remember in two thousand and three, two thousand and two, uh, it was my first Sum Forty One concert ever. It was like, my first like punk rock show ever. The first concert I ever went to go see was this Italian band called Ipu with my dad <laughs> they were like these 50 year old italian rockers but they were really good i really enjoyed that style i grew up with a heavy italian influence heavy italian culture and uh that was my first concert but after that dude i saw some 41 live and a handful of times breaking benjamin and uh another one was uh, avenge sevenfold you like avenge sevenfold that country nightmare come on man Yes, dude. So that that uh, that City of Evil CD is something that just brings me back to a time where it just pierces my soul. <laughs> well, here's the thing: like I remember all killer, no filler, some forty one. Your fat lips, you know. I'm in too deep, and I'm trying to keep up above my head instead of going under. I mean, and the back to school music video, similar to that with Rodney Dangerfield, like the aspects of that. So I'm, yeah, dude. I mean, I have simple plan. You know, I'm addicted to you, Charlie. Charlie. Yeah, new five. All those pop punk bands, I love them. I used to like that. That's how I learned to play guitar, listening to their music. You know, uh, doing tabs on the on the. Did you, did you ever play any instruments? You play guitar or anything? Uh, I had a guitar back in the day. I had an electric and an acoustic one. But yeah, I mean, I remember playing it. I'll be honest with you, I was not the best, but I, I love that guitar. I love those guitars, man. Yeah, like using the internet at, at its at its peak. Like back when we were younger, it's like okay, internet speed. Not at its peak, obviously, but it was getting faster, and we had more access to things like videos were starting to come out and like using the tab websites that's how i taught myself how to play guitar you know my dad taught me a few notes i had the natural inclination to listen to a song and try to figure it out that was a lot of it that was a lot of my time i was just so pissed that i could never i could never develop a good singing voice like i always was so envious of people who could just wail out a song and sing and i can never like you know, it was, I, I feel like athletics came so natural to me. Like, I was always able to, like, move and play all sports. But with singing, like, I tried so hard at that. I put my athletic ability and, like, I didn't give up and I kept doing it. And it just never worked, man. <laughs> oh, here's the thing. I was so, like, you mentioned the boy bands and me ripping off the boy bands and just, you know, talking about the info. Like, dude, like, it, it, it's so easy. Like, I wouldn't say it's easy, but I mean, just singing. Just, I mean, when you hear, like, Nick Lachey or any of them do, like, oh, yeah, and they'll go low with it. Or you hear, like, Nick Carter. You know what Nick Carter's voice sounds like. Or, yeah. or Timberlake. Yeah. I mean, what they did was, you know, and people made fun of it because, oh, look at these guys. I'm like, but there, there's so much passion going into that. Like, when you hear them sing, I lie awake, I drive myself crazy thinking of you. There's so much yeah. in that uh, 98 degrees i do cherish you backstreet boys you know more than that you're as long as you love me quit playing games in my heart there's so much passion that goes into that and you know dude you mentioned newfound glory one of my favorite videos he's getting a tattoo on stage and he's in pain and then he's singing my friends over you i mean i loved it it was great yeah yeah dude um well going back to like those those boy bands now there you, you said something interesting like they're definitely singing with passion don't get me wrong mm -hmm. right definitely pouring something into it like you can tell like the way they sing it's it's definitely moved by the muse it's a higher power almost but those lyrics were definitely like written by the same people all the time 
you know, it's like what's going to catch the eye of the people or the ear of the people. And those guys just did a really good job singing those tunes. Absolutely. And, I mean, look at Jive Records. I mean, uh, Lou Pearlman and guys like that. I mean, you remember seeing, like, your Backstreet Boys and saying 98 Degrees on there. I'd be amiss if we didn't talk about O-Town because I remember watching the first night band. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. All right, how about this question? Let me see, because you're a pop culture king. Do you remember the name of the dude that was supposed to be in O-Town before Dan Miller was in O-Town? Oh my God. I'll be honest with you. This one, I, I just, I actually, I'll be honest. I don't, you could actually hit me up on that. Who was the guy? Yeah, you, man. I got the pop culture King. I stumped you. <laughs> I could be wrong, but I think his name was Ikaika or something like that. Oh my and then he, he wasn't going to be in the band. And then, uh, they were thinking about the person that they wanted to be the fifth member. And then, one guy said, he's like, I was interested in this guy. And then everybody in the band was like, oh, yeah, we got to get Dan. And then Dan Miller would end up being the guy of, of, you know, the fifth guy. You know what I thought you were going to ask me is also, too? You know what's funny about O-Town? Because a lot of people forget. Do you remember uh, Element, that group Element that was out around that time, too? They were like the making the band rejects. Were they like a... Uh, like a rock band? No, they were another pop. Remember that song? I think you're fine. You really blow mine. I just want you to know I want to be your Romeo. Hey, Juliet. That one? That was- uh, yeah, yeah it, it, it kind of rings a bell now that you sing that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was them. They were the making the, they were the O-Town. They were the making the band rejects. And then I remember making the band two with uh, P. Diddy and you had like that hip hop based. Donna, do you remember the making the band two? Yeah, I do remember. It was like a like seven people band, right? Yeah, and they were a hip hop group. And I think Diddy made them get cheesecake from Juniors on, on like one of their tasks. I mean, if they weren't rapping and doing battle raps in front of everybody, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. That was just like right when I stopped watching MTV. You know, I, I think I think the last MTV thing that I watched like back in college was Jersey Shore. Oh, okay. And then, and I, for some reason, like I, my wife and I, like we were dating at the time and all our, our friends in college, like we got together to watch that garbage. Like I can't even watch any, re- I don't watch any TV now. Like I watch uh, YouTube videos. I listen to podcasts regularly. And I mean, I don't pay attention to any pop culture things anymore. Like I can't tell you who are the big names now. I know Halsey. But I can't, like, are you still familiar with the people now, today? I am, but I'll be honest with you. Britney Savage and I had this conversation. It's like, because we, like I mentioned, we grew up with the boy bands, man, and we grew up with all those groups. And now it's just like, I and I hate to say it like this, but it's just like, get the fuck out of here. Like, we could listen to the radio, man. Like, I'll, I'll when I'm in the car, man, I just blast Sirius XM, 90s on 9, 80s, 70s, 60s, Pop 2K, what have you. I don't even listen to the radio anymore. I mean, I like Bruno Mars, if that helps. I like Bruno Mars. I mean, that's, that's right. guys. Look, the, the radio is so, like, uh, it's so vanilla to me, you know? Not to mention there's f- five-minute commercials, you know? And even, like, the, the morning shows, like, Eric, oh, see, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about my local TV, the, my local morning shows, but they're probably the same nationwide. It's very generic. It's like, what did your grandfather do at Thanksgiving dinner? <laughs> Call in and win two tickets to, you know what I'm saying? It's that BS that people listen to, and it's just garbage, like, over and over. Like, what's the craziest thing that your man did in front of your parents? Like, that type shit. And then you get these fake callers that call in. It's like, how long can you listen to that for before you're like, my brain is dumber than ever? It's like what Ryan Seacrest and Kelly Ripa do on, on like, the morning shows, yeah. Sure, sure. It's just very, like, uh, I guess the word is uh, politically correct. I hate, I hate that term, but... 
you know, they have to be politically correct. And then people like look at these people like they're God's gift to earth. And what this person said is so to heart. I'm like, a lot of it's probably scripted. And these, these big TV networks have to like sway a certain direction in order to keep X amount of viewers. It's just a bunch of politics, man. It's not real information. I'll give you also a funny story because you mentioned Jersey Shore in there. And I didn't mean to laugh when you said that, but I'm like, here's the thing dude like britney savage my friend like you know she's on the podcast with me sometimes good chick she's getting back into wrestling right now and i mean she's just a sweetheart of a person but she always teases me about because i started getting into jersey shore like the third season because you remember that third season ronnie and sam that whole drama who's throwing the you do that to me i would never do that to you you i would never do that to you ron Hey, Ron, stop. I, I can't believe I watch this shit religiously. Oh, 7 o'clock, Jersey Shore's coming on. We got to get in front of the TV and watch. It, it's, Fuck. it's so funny, too, because I remember, like, when, at the height of that, like, 2010, 2011, uh, Snooki actually wrestled at WrestleMania in 2010. She wrestled a match for the WWE. Uh, so I guess, because uh, WWE does a celebrity Hall of Fame wing. I'm like, how crazy is that? Like, you know, so she's kind of eligible to be in the Celebrity Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, for that I think I think all those people definitely benefited like financially obviously and like you know they I, I, obviously it was a show right they were putting on a script and, and, and they they played it out and obviously it wasn't legitimate but all those guys are now doing their thing and you know like they're all like you know Paulie's a DJ and Vinny was always a, you know at least a, a decent human being on the show it was super nice for the most part but like everybody else got their own business or whatever it is I know Mike Mike whatever is in uh He's got a really bad situation now. He's in jail or was in jail for tax evasion or whatever. Do you know the story about yeah, that? Yeah, something with tax evasion. He's in jail. I mean, when I watch, because I've seen the, the Jersey Shore family vacation, I'm so happy to see him like clean and like a good state of life and just off the drugs and shit. And I know he's doing what I know. Yeah. And it's unfortunate to see him in jail, but, you know, he's he's paying what he really needed to pay for. I mean, and then you look at people like Jay Wow and Snooki. Angelina just got back into the mix with them. So, I mean, it, it, oh, I know. I know. And it's actually, that's another one I was going to mention because Angelina also, besides wrestling, she actually wrestled a match for uh, when Impact Wrestling was total nonstop action TNA back in like 2011, 2012. So she can even say she's done some wrestling herself. Yeah. Like I said, everybody monetized greatly from that show. (laughs) Oh my God. But yeah, man, I mean, it brought memories, but I'll be honest with you. That show is kind of, it's such a, such shit, man. And I, and I'm sorry, but I, MTV, yeah. the M stands for music, and I was so, like, you mentioned TRL. I used to watch TRL, Say What Karaoke with Dave Holmes. I used to- Yes, yeah, Say What Karaoke, I remember that. Uh, together, obviously, the Together show. I yeah. Undressed used to be on. I used to watch... Uh, Bro, love that show. I remember that. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, and- I was a big fan of the real world. Oh, yeah, real worlds, Um, true life. Yep. True life. Oh, yeah, I remember true life. Hell, yeah. Um. That real world road rules, the one in Chicago specifically, I remember Theo Vaughn, he was on there. And now he's like one of the biggest comedians out there. Oh, yeah. And I remember a lot of people out there. I mean, look at Mike DeMiz, Mizanin doing his thing. There's a lot. Of- yeah, he's a big wrestler. And that, I mean, apparently Mike, Mike DeMiz is like a really, like he's a beast. He's a beast of an athlete. 
And like, apparently he's a really like respectful guy and you know, he does business right. And he's doing well for himself. He's just a go-getter. I agree. I mean, I've, he debuted in WWE in 2006 and just watching where he's come for the last 12 years is amazing because the dude just puts his heart and soul in everything. Uh, And it's so funny. You talk about people putting their heart and soul in. I mean, people, you know, when you look at Tyrese Gibson, for example, everybody thinks it's, you know, Transformers, Baby Boys acting. But I mean, I remember Tyrese Gibson for his music. I remember when he was actually hosting MTV Jams for a short period of time on MTV. A lot of people forget Tyrese, the musician. Everybody thinks that Tyrese now is just more the actor. Yeah, dude, Tyrese, he can sing, man. He can. He's a good singer. Uh, Do you remember B2K? (sighs) Gots to be the one you want. Uh Uh-huh. I know that's your one. Dude, that that band had a hot second where they were uh, they were doing something. Dude, good. I still have the debut album. I remember the uh, this not not the debut. Yeah, that one had uh-huh. uh huh. That's the reason why I love you. Then you later on want to see that sexy body go bump bump bump. And you had Omar. <laughs> and you had Omarion go solo. Uh, they did. Did you ever? You've seen. You've got served, right? Uh, no, I I, I know it, but I, I've never it's seen it. Just a good thing you didn't, because it sucked. That, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, something that like I'm a big proponent of using my time wisely, and sometimes I don't. But I think it's a really w- big waste of time when you sit there for 90 minutes through a movie and you're like, "What the hell did I just watch?" <laughs> I've had those moments, so I understand. Yeah, so like that's why I I probably don't I, I probably don't watch a lot of movies because of that reason. And you know, we can use Yelp reviews and you know get you know get the information from people and say you got to go see it. Like A Star Is Born, everyone's like, "Please take your wife to see that movie. It's so sad, but it's so good." And then even like the guys are like, "Yeah, Danny, take your wife. Go see it. You got to see it. You got to see it." It's it's hard, but you got to see it. <laughs> Dude, my dad fucking lives on Yelp right now, and it's not even movie wise. I think he just looks at Yelp reviews for like food places, which is still good. I mean, you want to go to the right food place and shit, but yeah, my dad like lives on Yelp for food reviews. Yeah, dude. Um, Yelp is where it's at, man. And a lot of these people, they're, you know, you put out a piece of content, you know, your podcast, for example, you want to get good reviews, you know. Uh, people put out movies, independent films. I just did a podcast with a couple of friends of mine who did an independent film. Like, it's, they're, they're really interested in getting good reviews for the movie because it shows legitimately your work. You know, it's typically the, the bullshit's waved out. Like, there's no trolls on those those websites it's it's usually the truth and that's why people refer to them it's a good indication of what product they're paying for you know absolutely is and i think i i got no problem with yelp i just i like to tease my dad because he's like king yelp in the household but i mean it's good it's very necessary and like i said that's where i get most of my work ethic from is both my parents but my dad is just like super intense with everything i think just because his mind wanders and he thinks about a lot of things i think that's where i get it man because i think about a lot of things and you just want to go out there and put out the best and do what you want to do so I, i think he's kind of instilled that into me that's great, man. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. I commend you. You do a really good job with your show. You really know how to drive conversation. Uh, and it's been about an hour now. So this is where I tend to like to wrap things up. And it's been a real pleasure. You're a really cool guy. And uh, I, I had fun talking. I had fun talking to you too, Danny. And I mean, you're welcome on my show anytime. I'll come back anytime you want me. I really did enjoy having this conversation with you. And I'm happy to do your show. Thank you, man. Uh, let's let's get in contact uh, in the near future to get set up for your show, and uh, we'll do something fun, and we can talk again pop culture and talk whatever, man. I'm an open book. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for coming on my show. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. 
And uh, where can people find you if they want to hear your okay, show? Okay, so it's real simple. Just go on www.stevenmikeshow.com. Uh, it takes you to all the links or just go to soundcloud.com slash mclarkin92. If you want to catch me on Twitter, I'm at at smshow1. That's at smshow, the number one. If you want to follow my pop culture history podcast, it's at pop underscore culture underscore pod on Twitter. And my, I mentioned, like I said, I got three of them. If you want to follow me on my personal one, that's cool too. I'm very interactive with people. If you want to say hello, give me a shout out. Please just say hello. I'm very responsive and kind and to people. It's at MCL92. So pretty much it's my name in the year I was born. Keep it simple. So uh, yeah, thank you. that's where you can find me. Awesome. Thank you, Mike. appreciate it. And also do me a favor and uh, shoot me an email with the links to all those, uh, those uh, outlets and your website, and I'll make sure to put it in the show notes. Most right? certainly will. Thank you. All right, man. Uh, have a good evening. Thanks for doing this, and uh, we'll, I'll catch you later. All right, Danny. Okay? Thank you so much, man. Thank you, everybody. Peace. And that was the podcast, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure to check out the show notes for all of Mike's information and the links to his podcast, the Pop Culture Podcast, the Stephen Mike Show. He's a talented guy. He definitely knows how to drive conversation. I had a good time talking to him, and I hope I get to do it again soon. Thank you to the sponsors. Thank you to Barbell Apparel. Make sure to go to barbellapparel.com right now. Use promo code Danny to get your jeans and some clothes that fit your jack body, both guys and gals. Thank you to Action Coffee. Take your first step of the day. Take action and drink that cup of coffee. Get some caffeine you need to get going. And then finally, thank you to Glow CBD. I'm a huge proponent of using these medicines that are anti-inflammatory and they have no negative side effects whatsoever. Uh, I'm not a doctor, so don't take my word for it, but it's a product that I think uh, is beneficial and I back up 100%. Check out Glow CBD right now, G-L-O-C-B-D on Instagram and uh, their website, glowcbd.com. And if, again, like if you like what you hear, today on this podcast do me a favor uh and like it rate it review it if you can and uh, share it with somebody that you love that's the ultimate compliment that you can give me i really appreciate all the love and support that i've been getting over the last year we are 60 episodes deep now and i don't continue or i don't plan on stopping i plan on continuing i love doing this it's really fun so thank you again for listening Follow my Instagram at Danny Cole Fitness and don't be afraid to reach out. Peace and love, everybody.